Hey guys, and welcome to the Peaks and Valleys podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Coggins, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle Ridgely. In this podcast, we talk about coffee, culture, and mental health. Thanks for joining, and we hope you enjoy this episode. What is up, Peaks and Valleys fam? Welcome to another episode of the Peaks and Valleys podcast, where we talk about coffee, culture, and mental health. I'm your host, Jonathan Coggins, and I'm joined by my co-host, the one and only Kyle Ridgely. What's up? Today on the podcast, we are talking coffee. Um, favorite cups of coffee, favorite roasts, um, brewing methods. Um, we have a special guest today, another coffee connoisseur, uh, Mr. Travis Hayes. What's up? I yeah. am super excited to be here. Thank you guys so much for having me on the podcast. And I am excited to be able to talk to you guys and talk to the people who are listening. So thanks for having me on. Yeah, man, absolutely. As a fellow coffee lover, um, we've had multiple conversations about coffee. You know, I had to have you on, have a conversation, get your thoughts, um, you know, just educate people on <laughs> coffee, right? Yeah, no, for sure. I think that's um, coffee is the ultimate bridge builder when all else fails. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, a central piece... And kind of, kind of hear your thoughts, Travis. Yeah. Uh, a central piece, you know, of peaks and valleys. Um, you know, we create these spaces for people um, to resource people in their mental health struggles all around a good cup of coffee. Um, because I believe that coffee brings people to the table. Mm. Um, coffee is always a first date go to for me. Um, coffee's a meeting a new friend, go to coffee. You know, want to connect with somebody? Go to coffee. Um, you know, what's your what's your thoughts on like coffee and connecting people? Like, um, how do those pieces work for you? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think um, obviously people need something as like a buffer between them. Um, I think that's that's why um, like an ancient Jewish culture, like the meal um, was so important. It was almost like a it was like a sacred thing. Because it was it was like a buffer, um, a thing that you shared with people, and you know, I think now coming kind of our in our culture, um, part of me wishes we kind of go back to the meal thing, but um, I think coffee has kind of almost taken that place where it almost feels like a, like a sacred thing to share a cup of coffee with somebody um, because it kind of opens up some sort of vulnerability because you're not going to really have. Um, a cup of coffee with somebody that you really don't want to be with. Mm-hmm. Um, like you are going to have with somebody that you genuinely want to have a conversation with, um, whether it be over work or personal struggles or life um, or a shared interest. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just kind of like the um, one, one of the great um, pieces of glue within our culture with people. Um, and I think especially Specialty coffee um, can definitely bring that too because there's just there's a, there's a vibe in a coffee shop that that brew specialty coffee that's a little bit different than than other places. Not to rag on other other places, but it's there's just a different vibe um, there. I think it's something that allows people to come together almost in like in a sacred way. Yeah, dude, I 
just thinking about, you know, you talking about like going and sitting down at a specialty coffee shop, you know, with somebody. Mm-hmm. Like just just thinking about like high school, like you know, first dates or um you know, going out with friends, you know, on the weekends, etc. It it used to be like movies were the go-to, mm-hmm. you know, or let's go to the mall. Still is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little more expensive, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it depends true. on how many cups of coffee you use. That's, <laughs> that's very true. That's very true. You know, but but I feel like, you know, going and sitting down at a good local coffee shop hasn't necessarily replaced those things, but has become a big staple piece in our culture, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so that, that kind of gets me into, you know, the next thing, why that is. Like, the specialty coffee industry, why it's so set apart from, you know, the big box brands and all all my Starbucks connoisseurs out there listening, don't don't hate me on this. Don't hate me on this. But now I will say one thing I do like about Starbucks that um, I normally don't go there, but if I do, it's always for nitro cold brew. Very true. Nitro cold brew is very hard to find. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so I will say like as much as I am like anti Starbucks Man, I do love that nitro cold. Mm. It is, it is, it is, it is pretty good. It yeah, is yeah. pretty good. Yeah, but you know what? You know, again, talking about what sets you know the the specialty small batch roaster coffee industry apart from again the the big box you know like Folgers and Dunkin' Donuts that you get off the shelf and you know, the Starbucks, the chain, big corporate, you know, kind of coffee industry. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what are what what are some things that when you started, you know, getting into, like, the small batch roaster, um, you know, specialty coffee shop side of things, like, what really set those two apart from you? Like, the big corporate big box from mm-hmm. the specialty coffee what really attracted you to that yeah you know dude i can tell you the exact moment that i made this the flip in the switch um i kind of got there was a co-worker of mine um, that I used to work with oh gosh probably five years ago or so and she was talking about this specialty coffee stuff and she was talking about like counterculture um, and 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 all that you know being north carolina based and I just I didn't experience anything like that before. Uh, you know, the coffee that I had was always like K cups or Folgers, or um, I just didn't have a ton of experience with coffee. Mm-hmm. And so I remember um, it, it feels like it was yesterday. I remember walking into a coffee shop in Asheville, North Carolina, called High Five Coffee, and I just got a basic pour over coffee, black, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna try this. And we're going to see how I like it. And I remember tasting that. And it was like seeing in color. <laughs> I was like, oh. I looked at I looked, and my, my wife, Lauren, was with me. And I looked at her and said, oh, my gosh. Like, this is, I've never drank coffee black. But this is like, it's not bitter. It's like got like this smooth, um, clean taste to it. And like that, that just that that changed everything for me that that moment really, um, and so I think that um, what kind of trickled everything down from that moment. Um, that's when I started buying all the equipment and started <laughs> trying different roasters, um, and so that's that was the moment for me really. 
Yeah. I mean, it's it really it's almost like a hobby, really. You know. Yeah. Oh, for um, sure. You know, just hand brewing at home, like a phenomenal experience. If 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 it's not something you do, I mean, I think all the guys sitting at the table would highly encourage it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I think the the moment for me um, was actually you know me and Kyle living in Columbus. Um, there was a local shop. Um, I'm having a loss of the name, Kyle. Iron Bank. There you go. Iron Bank. And the the coffee that I had the first time there was a nitro cold brew. And it, it changed my world. It changed my world. And I was like, I've I've never walked into a, you know, a Starbucks... Before this is before Starbucks was doing natural cold brew, um, and it, I was like, I've never walked into a Starbucks and had coffee this amazing, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so I started, you know, researching. I wanted to know all about it. Like, how is this coffee this smooth, this good, this flavorful? Um, and so I really, you know, started looking into it and realized that, you know, this small batch roaster, the specialty coffee industry, has a really set level of excellence um and, and and just talk about you know fair trade um and the quality you know of the coffee bean um the care for everybody from farmer to your cup you know um that really set them apart for me you know the small batch roaster specialty coffee industry i was like this is something that i want to support not only is it delicious, but there's that, again, that care, that quality of excellence behind it. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I think there's also a sense of artisanship that goes behind uh, those, those specialty coffee uh, places that you go to. There's, a, there's that sense of, like, art that comes with Oh, that. for sure. And, like, even when you make it at home, it's, like, if, if you're an artist in any capacity, I think um, home brewing is a good alternative like a good outlet for mm. you, which I think why a lot of people who do homebrew are artists, um, because it is an art. Um, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I've went over to somebody's house that has, um, the equipment to make coffee and I'll just be like, Hey, can I make you a cup of coffee? Like I don't even make myself one. Mm. <laughs> I just mm. make them one because I enjoy doing it. Um, it's, it's just, it's just fun. It's, 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 it's an art outlet. Um, mm-hmm. it really mm. is. Yeah, dude. Like, um, you know, people will ask me, like, can you make me a cup of coffee? And I'm always, like, excited and ready to do it. Yeah. Because just, just hand-brewing that cup of coffee, like, mm-hmm. there's just nothing like it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, in the mornings, like, you know, hand-brewing my cup of coffee before I go to mm-hmm. work. It's just like a, I don't know, a relaxing start to my day. You know, there's just something relaxing, that art behind it, really kind of slowing down and, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there, there's just really some relaxing and rest behind it, you know. Yeah. Um, kind of, I'm crafting this with my hands. You know, I'm not just putting this coffee in a, a drip brewer and I'm actually doing this, crafting it with my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, my next question, What is what is your favorite origin or your favorite roast um that you're it may change some people it changes season by season oh you know like um is there a particular favorite is there one that you just particularly like right now um 
Um, well, right now, the, the it's really because of convenience, honestly. But it, it well, it's because it's it's really good, but it's also convenience. I've been buying a lot of methodical coffee uh, from Greenville, South Carolina, just because one, um, it one of our local um, coffee shops in town, um, Cup and Saucer, uh, they sell it by the bag. And so it's a lot cheaper for me mm. to just go to them. I support them, but also get a bag of coffee without the shipping cost. Mm. So it's more of a convenience, but I do like the coffee in general. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but it definitely beats paying shipping and waiting mm. and all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say if I had to like just if I just go online, I could buy whatever coffee I wanted. Um, there, I can't remember where they're from, but there is a roaster uh, called Herkimer coffee um i don't cannot i think they're from seattle um don't quote me on that but it's called herkimer and it comes like just like in a basic like little brown bag uh not, not even like a um like one like little air fill like the a little air um holes at the top that you get in most coffee bags yeah um, right like no we're just gonna put it in a brown bag they just put a brown bag roll it up and there it is um and it's so good um they're probably one of my favorite roasters. Mm. And as far as like or like, uh, like origin, I really like African coffees. Mm. Um, so like Rwanda um, and Ethiopian coffees, I love those. Nothing against South American coffees, but mm. I just um, mm. I don't know something about the Ethiopian coffees mm. just really um, the Rwanda in general. I think um, I think that bag I have up there on the shelf uh, right behind you, Jonathan, is a, I think it's a Rwandan coffee as well from Methodical. Mm. Um, so yeah, that would be my favorite origin slash coffee roaster uh but my first love is counterculture mm-hmm. uh, just mm-hmm. yeah I, I bought I'm, i literally went that day after i had specialty coffee the first time i think i bought counterculture coffee once every like three weeks for probably a year and i would just go on their website and i would just like subscribe and be like just give me a new bag from some, from somewhere else <laughs> like every month um but i've kind of branched out from there nothing against counterculture because i still buy it every once in a while but mm-hmm. yeah that would be my favorite i think Counterculture knows what they're doing, man. Oh, they do for sure. Counterculture knows what they're doing for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I'm kind of with you on the African coffees, um, especially Ethiopians. Mm-hmm. Like they're just always so like bright. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that brightness in the it's Ethiopian like a floral, almost kind yeah. of yeah, it's very yeah. rich. I mean, very rich. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I would say rich too. Um, and I've I've re- I've had some Peruvian coffees recently that I've really liked, mm-hmm. you know, and so I'm I'm kind of falling in love with the the region of Peru a little bit. Um, it was actually kind of surprising um, because it doesn't really have that distinct brightness, you know, of like a Guatemalan or an Ethiopian. But you know, Peruvian coffees mm-hmm. are um, actually you know pretty good. Um, kind of more of a middle-bodied sweetness to it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a really kind of medium, you know, kind of feel to it. Um, So, yeah. What, Kyle, what are are some ones that you've really enjoyed? Uh, Some regions or, you know, roasters um, that you can shout these people to? Mm. I I would have to kind of second what Travis said with the, the African kind of coffees, those single origins. Um, there's nothing like getting one of those bags and just smelling it. You know, like the oh, that's the best. Opening, the best. Smell. You first <laughs> yeah. open it up, dude. Oh my god, I don't even have to buy this right that's now. Like I just want to smell it. I mean, <laughs> I like, 
you know, when you just go and you just, you just like kind of like when you, before you open, you just kind of um, press on it and let it come through that yeah. air hole. Yeah. Oh my gosh! People probably look at us like we're weird when we're going through the the coffee aisle. But hey. oh, people think I'm weird. Like when I brew, <laughs> when I brew the coffee, you know, I'm letting it bloom. And I just like stick my nose right in it. <laughs> yeah, like what are you doing? It's like the best smell. You know? like, the bloom smell is good. Um, but yeah, those are ones I usually stick to. Those are the the tried and true for me. I think, and I, I branch out every once in a while, but. Um, you're the one who really introduces me to all the exotic ones mm. in our house. So um, yeah, being roommates and everything. So <laughs> yeah, yep. I I actually have a, and I, I love this. Um, it's a subscription program mm. called Trade Coffee, mm. and so I like every three weeks I get a brand new coffee based off the profile that I've entered through Trade from a different roaster around the U.S. So, I mean, it's pretty cool. It's That's pretty awesome. cool. Yeah. You know, and Kyle, Kyle gets to experience this journey nice. because we're, yeah. 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 Subscription programs are, are really easy. Don't have to really think about it. And you can just uh, kind of try different coffees from different places. And it's kind of easier than nice. just walking in the store and kind of, hmm, what should I try this time? It'll, it'll give you yeah. a variety. I've never done a subscription. I, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I've known people who've done it before. Um, yeah, I don't know why I've never done that before. But hey, I always try something new. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. So, what about you know you you were mentioning you know homebrewing. We we were talking about crafting a cup of coffee at home. Um, there you know there there may be some listeners that have no idea what homebrewing is. Have no idea what we're talking about when we say crafting a cup of coffee with your hands. Um, what do, what does that look like for you? Like, what is you know. If if you can explain in layman's terms, like pour over home brewing with your hands, you know. Yeah, I'd say like for people who do not homebrew but are interested in it, I would definitely um, suggest like doing because you can you can obviously spend a lot of money doing it. Uh, I mean, you can definitely get like a Barazza Virtuoso grind like uh, burr grinder, which is like a like one hundred and fifty bucks. Um, and then, you know, you can get your expensive, you know, you can get your electric kettle, um, you, you can get them on Amazon for cheap, but you can also, you know, you can actually get like the official ones, um, for gosh, like 50 bucks, 50, 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then you can get like a, um, like a Hario scale for, you know, so you can definitely drop, you know, 250 bucks mm-hmm. on, on mm-hmm. homebrewing equipment. Um, but you can also go a lot cheaper route, um, which is kind of what I did. Because uh, the, the the grinder I have is like a cuisine art grinder. But as long as it's a burr grinder, that's all that matters. So you can get burr grinders, um, automatic ones. I think the cuisine art one I have is like 30, maybe 30 bucks. Um, it, it's not perfect, but it definitely works. Um, so I'd say like just find, just, you know, give yourself a budget and just go for it. Um, and I would say like the, the best, for me, I think the best... Um, beginner um if you want if you want to start and you want to know like what do i buy like get get a um a cheap burr grinder um like the cuisine art one um i don't know what like the model name is or whatever but it's like the only it it just make sure it says burr grinder yeah um it's not blade grinder uh, yeah because blade grinders are from the devil Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) um but get a get a you know get that cuisine art burr grinder um get a just get a basic gooseneck kettle for like 20 bucks mm. and then you can i would my fa- my favorite coffee 
uh, method as far as hot coffee is concerned is definitely um, the party of uh, the V60. Uh, the V60 number two is my favorite, honestly. Mine too, uh, man. Yeah, and so like that's that's my favorite because you just buy it and it goes like right on top of your cup. It's a pour over, which honestly to me is the best way to drink coffee is pour overs. Um, and you know it's maybe twenty five dollars. So you're talking. You're, you haven't even spent $100 yet on your stuff. And then, you know, you can get a scale, but, you know, you can get scales on Amazon for $15. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as it gives you grams, that's all you need. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's um, that would be my thing. And also, if you want to start homebrewing, I would get the app called Single Origin 2. Um, a buddy of mine mentioned it to me. It is a phenomenal app. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, like, maybe, like, a dollar or two on the App Store. And it basically, like, gives you... Um, like ratios and a, and a timer and all and like step by step instructions on every brew method known and it's super cool. It was definitely worth the one or two dollars I spent on it because um, mm-hmm. I think I use it all the time. And I'll, like, I'll change my ratio and it'll give me the calculations. So mm-hmm. I have to do the math in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that would be me. Like if, if you haven't done it, just you know give yourself a budget. Look on Amazon. You can get stuff used and just go for it. And then just you know go. Um, literally just type in google like you know or or if you know if you live in an area that may have like a local roaster like do like sport local roasters um so that would be my suggestion and it's definitely worth worth the journey um for sure yeah. and if the listeners out there uh, don't know what he was talking about it's kind of foreign language for those who oh yeah i just throw out a bunch yeah. of terminology we'll, just... we'll throw those in the, in the <laughs> bio about uh kind of to get you started some links to uh products that we use and things like that to help you get started so yeah i kind of just geeked out on terminology yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good it's all good it's, it's okay to geek out sometimes hey and, and let me just say that travis just said a cuss word um in the coffee world when you say blade grinder that's a cuss word we 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 don't we don't use blade grinders this is the worst (laughs) okay burr grinder (laughs) and why would you do that why tell us a little bit um basically a a blade grinder just takes it's it's kind of like it's basically a blender i mean it basically just takes a blade and the blade spins really fast and just chops up your beans Mm -hmm. and so you get a very inconsistent uh grind size at the end Mm -hmm. Um, and also it creates heat, um, because of the blade it creates heat. And so it's actually roasting your coffee yep. as you, um, as you're grinding it, which is really bad. Um, and so the, but, but a, a burr grinder basically really grinds, um, to whatever setting you've set it to. And so it's just, it's just a lot more accurate. There's no, um, it doesn't create heat like a, um, a blade grinder does. Um, obviously you, you know, if you go on Amazon, blade grinders are super dirt cheap, but that's because they suck, and they're the worst thing, especially coffee. <laughs> that yeah, man. Like I've I found whenever, like when I was starting out, and I had no clue. Like, um, and I I used a blade grinder a couple of times. Um, like I found like it just I don't know the the cup almost tastes kind of stale. You yeah. know, we well, just won't get it consistent because because yeah. the the beauty of home brewing is like consistency, and so you can make the exact same cup of coffee every single time. And when you get to that point, that's where like you you you've not perfected it, but you've you, you've um, for lack of a better term, mastered the home brews. Where you can make that same cup of coffee every time, um, and it's not difficult to do. I mean, it's um, it's an easy thing. I mean, I remember when I first started doing it, I 
watch probably at least three hours worth of YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. um, Stumptown Coffee has great tutorial videos on any kind of brew method. And that, I watch like, a lot of Stumptown Coffee. Um, Stumptown Coffee is um, just a, a roaster. Um, recently, within the past several years, kind of gone a little bit more corporate. But still a good coffee shop. Still very still good. good. I love Stumptown. I went to their New York City um, coffee shop. I actually tweeted... Um, I tweeted the, the, the rapper Andy Minio um, when I was going to New York City and, said, and I knew he was from New York and I was like I'm just going to try it and so I tweeted and I said Andy Minio going to be in New York City what's the best coffee shop Joker replied to me Andy and I was like that Minio. was my that was my five seconds of like fame a little bit you know and and so I was like oh my gosh Andy Minio replied to my tweet and he says he said Stumptown um, and so I'm like okay cool well, I'm going to Stumptown um New York City has really good coffee shops, though. It's great how many mm. coffee shops there mm. are. But yeah, that, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, man. Yeah. I second you on that. I love Stumptown. They have some really good coffee. Mm. And I just always love their artwork. It's just good stuff. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, they have, they do have the best uh, YouTube tutorial videos, though, if you okay. really want to get into it. Yeah. So if, if you guys want to, you know... Figure out how to do this homebrewing thing and, you know, specialty coffee and some tutorials. Check out Stumptown. Um, so, all right. Well, I think that's all that I had. You guys have any closing, you know, kind of comments or? Um, no, I'm, I'm good. Uh, if you, I do, I, I, selfish plug. I do have my own podcast, so <laughs> if any if any yeah. listeners of um, Peaks and Valleys uh, mm -hmm. want to hear, it, it's a completely different podcast. It has nothing to, to do with coffee. Mm -hmm. um, it's called Soundbite Gospel. It's on mm -hmm. all major major podcast platforms. Um, it's basically just 15 minutes or less of um, really just the gospel. And you know it's it, you know if it's if you think sermons are too long for you and your attention span is not that great. Um, then it's probably the perfect podcast for you because basically it's just, uh, you know, I've taken my, um, you know, my experience of teaching the gospel to people and just condensed it down to like 15 minutes or less. And so it's like real quick to the point. Um, and so, yeah, hmm. that's soundbite gospel. So if you guys are interested in that hmm. selfish plug, <laughs> no worries, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely guys check out, um, Travis's podcast, um, Soundbite Gospel, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, any you know podcast platform that you listen to. Um, I've listened to it, listened to almost every episode. Um, it's a it's a refreshing kind of condensed um, you know part of my day whenever I include one of his episodes. Um, so check out Soundbite Gospel on um, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and this has been the Peaks and Valleys podcast. Um, just want to thank Travis for joining us mm. and having this just fun conversation about coffee. Um, and, and especially in, you know, the the time um, that we're living in. You know, we need just, we need some joy. We need some we need fun. We need more, some laughs. We need more coffee. We need more coffee. <laughs> That's why we're talking mm. about coffee. Right. So, thanks, thanks for listening, guys. This has been the Peaks and Valleys podcast. See you. Thank you.